0: Good morning, everybody. You guys doing good today? All right. Hey, do me a favor and give those a round of applause that are watching us right now, live online. We appreciate all of you being a part of our experience today here at Rethink Life Church. And we're in week two of a brand new series that we started last weekend, which was the first Sunday of this new calendar year of 2018. And Uh, Man, I'm just excited. I'm excited about what God has in store for us as uh, a body of believers and for what God has in store for us as a church for 2018. It's going to be an amazing, amazing year. Look at your neighbor and say, the best is yet to come. You guys believe that? Do you really believe it? I believe it with all of my heart. I really, really do. I'm excited, and uh, I just believe that God has something very, very special in store for for each of our lives and for us as a church family uh, for this new calendar year of 2018. And Because of that, we started this series called Redirection, and uh, last week we specifically uh, looked at something that hopefully uh, stuck with maybe a a lot of folks in their heart, maybe in their mind, and it's really the statement that goes like this, that everything worthwhile is uphill. Would you agree with that? I mean, think about it, man, a healthy marriage, uh, you know, financial peace. Um, you know, healthy relationships. I mean, everything that's truly worthwhile, unfortunately, is uphill. In other words, those things just don't come easy or natural. You know, it's commitment, it's sacrifice, you know, it's, it requires a lot when it comes to achieving those things that we really want to see become a reality in our lives. And so because of that, because everything truly worthwhile is uphill, here's what, here's what that does for us. And this is kind of a key thought here, if you take taking notes, and it's this, and this is really kind of the thesis for the whole series, and that is, we all have uphill hopes, but the problem is, is that we have downhill habits, and those downhill habits can be the very things that um, really the enemy uses to sabotage us and to get us derailed from the very purpose that God has for our lives, and therefore, that's why they their uphill hopes, and that's why it doesn't come easy. We have to redirect our lives or redirect our habits in such a way so that we can position ourselves to achieve those things that, that's in our hearts. And can I just say this? We all want to have new resolutions and we all want to you know, try to do what we have to do in order to maybe avoid from repeating the same mistakes we made this past year. But you can continue to try to do things on your own. But at some point, we have to make the shift. We have to redirect what we often refer to as habits and turn them really into God habits. We have to go from good habits to God habits because at some point, you can only do so much. We have to invite God into the process. And so with that said, our theme verse is Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And uh, if you have your your notes there in our app, you can follow along with me. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, which I absolutely love these verses of Scripture. And I'm going to read it to you in the message paraphrase version because it says these words, Fix your attention on who? Say it out loud. God. God. Turn to your neighbor and say, Fix your attention on God. Maybe you heard that before from your mom or your dad. We have to fix our attention on God. In other words, we have to clear out all the clutter and the distractions, and we got to lock in. we got to fix our attention on God. Why is that important? Notice the outcome. You'll be changed, Paul said, from the inside out. In other words, we're not waiting for circumstances to change before we change. No change begins with me. And so when I change, okay, now I'm in a better position to change the circumstances that's going on around me. So Paul said, you'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you that's always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. Notice what God does. God brings the best out of us. And what does he do? He develops well-formed maturity, God habits in you. So last week, we learned in habit number one, that we have to understand the importance of what we do first. Because at the end of the day, what we do first, it kind of pushes the first domino. It sets the tone. It sets precedence. It lays the foundation for everything to follow. So when you think about that, habit number two is also incredibly important, and that's what we're talking about today. And that is, we have to keep our lives aligned with God's purpose. So I have to keep my life aligned with my purpose. Now for years and years I've had uh, chronic back and neck problems. And so as far back as I can remember, I remember just going to chiropractors even when I was a lot younger and not necessarily as a, as a child but especially when I got in my teenage years I, I'd go to chiropractors and um, when when I was in high school I actually had a pretty serious motorcycle accident, and I didn't realize the damage it did at the time, but over a period of years, as I got older, I noticed that my back pain and my neck pain, neck pain became more consistent, almost more chronic, and so I was in and out of the chiropractor all the time to get what what they refer to as an adjustment, and so what would happen is I would you know, I would, I would get on the table, and, of course, the doctor would always ask, the chiropractor would say, okay, well, well, tell me, explain to me, where are you feeling pain? And I'd say, oh, right here, right here, right here, right here. And so, you know, my back would be, like, killing me. And, you know, you've, you've, you've had that feeling, you know. And it's just like, man, it's miserable. And so, you, you know, you can't hardly walk, can't hardly bend over. It's like somebody's just, you know, stabbing you in the back with a knife. And so you got this very specific isolated pain, you know, in the middle of your back between your shoulders. And that's what was affecting me. And so I would try to describe to him where my pain was. And then he would say, okay, lay down. And so I'd lay down. And then the first thing he'd start doing is he would start, he would, like, adjust my neck. And, whoa, whoa, Why are you doing that? My pain's down here. He said, no, no, that may be where your pain is, but your problem is right here. And I think what happens for a lot of people when their lives get out of alignment with God's plan and purpose for their lives, what happens is they start experiencing pain in a certain area of their life. It could be their marriage relationship starts to suffer. All of a sudden, their financial challenges suddenly become unraveled. All of a sudden, maybe more and more, more conflict, it, it, maybe at work, or, or perhaps in, in some of our relationships, or maybe even just with our health. Maybe we've made some poor choices, and now we're maybe reaping the consequences for some of those poor choices as it relates to our health. And as a result, we're feeling pain in our lives. We're experiencing problems over here. But here's the issue. The issue is, is that it is stemmed from a root problem from another place. And the reason why is because what God is trying to do is he's trying to use the pain and he's perhaps trying to use the problems in your life to get your attention to help you understand that your life is not in proper alignment with my plan and my purpose for you. And so what we have to do is we have to get our lives back in proper alignment. We have to allow God to give us an adjustment so that we can redirect our lives and redirect our habits and get back on track to fulfill the very purpose that God has for our lives. Now, one of the things that um, has brought tremendous joy to my life is seeing people in recent years who have actually experienced that. In other words, they were experiencing the pain, they are experiencing some problems, some challenges in their life, and they thought it was because you know, of certain situations and circumstances when in reality it was God's way of saying, no, 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 no. I have a greater plan and I had a great, greater purpose for you. And the only thing you got to do is you got to look to me. You got to fix your attention on me. And you got to help, help, allow me to help you rediscover the plan that I have for you. Well, there was a lady that came um, to our church, and she was actually walking by our church for a period of time going to the gym next door. And she noticed, um, you, know, on, you know, on Sundays and on Thursday nights, she, she would notice the activity in our church. And so something was missing in her heart, in her life. She was going through some some challenges, and she just sensed the need to come through our doors. And when she came through our doors, she was greeted by uh, a host of our, our greeters, and she was made to feel welcomed and, 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 and comfortable. And, and she, she even told me, she said, you know, she said, the first time I walked through the door, she said, I just felt like this this was there was something special here. That I just felt like, you know, these people weren't judging me that i just felt like i was truly accepted what well, happened to actually all fall during easter and uh her name is mariella and mariella came through the doors on easter and she actually brought at the time two of her uh two of her boys with her and they went back to the life kids area well on easter uh, mariella gave her life to jesus christ and what's cool is that her little boys came out of Life Kids that day and they were just beaming, beaming from ear to ear. They were so excited about you know, what they got to see and experience out in the Life Kids area. And so they came back saying, Mommy, when can we come back? When we? So she, they ended up coming back. Well, long story short, over a period of time, her husband since has been coming and has given his life to Jesus Christ. And as a result, the entire family has given their hearts to Jesus. They've all gone public with baptism. We have a picture here of their family, or some of the pictures, I believe, of some of the family's members. And uh, what's awesome, no, that's not them, that's the Negrons. All right, so anyway, but guess what? Mariella was on stage leading worship today. Come on, let's give God the glory. Because somebody, listen to this redirected her life, and it was God that redirected her life. She was out of alignment with the very purpose that God had for her, but as a result, she fixed her attention on God. She gave her heart to Jesus, and God has changed and transformed her life and her family's life, and that's what God wants to do. God has a way of taking our pain or our problems to get our attention to help us understand, no, 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 i got a greater plan, and i got a greater purpose for your life, And so with that said, there are really three reasons why getting our lives in alignment with God's purpose is so important. You ready for this? The first is this. Because God has a purpose for you. I mean, think about it. I'm stating the obvious, but the reason why that's so important is because we have a purpose. You'd be amazed at how many people have yet to figure out the fact that God has a purpose for their lives. Listen, when God created you, he didn't create you and say, Oh, my gosh, what am I going to do with her now? No. God had a purpose for you, and then he created you. Listen, he saw a need in this world. He saw a a hole that needed to be filled. So what did he do? He created you to help meet a need, to help fill a void. And only you can be the one to help fill that need or fill that void. Why? Because that's the way he designed you. He created you with a purpose I love what Psalm 139, verse 16 says. You saw me, David said, before I was born. In other words, listen, before we were born, we had a purpose before we even had a pulse. Listen, God saw us before we were born. Every day in my life, every day of my life was recorded in your book, every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. I love what Ephesians 2.10 says. Paul says it like this, that we are created in Christ Jesus. We're, We're his handiwork. We're a masterpiece in Christ Jesus to do what? To do good works. And notice when. Which God prepared where? When? In advance for us to do. So God had a plan and he had a purpose for our lives. And he created us in such a way so that we could help fulfill that very purpose. So we have to understand, I like to put it this way, we have to understand or we have to know our why. What's your why? Do you know your why? It's the reason why today we are actually doing step two of growth track. So immediately after we're finished here in a few moments, right across the hallway in what we call our orange room, we're actually going to have step two of our growth track. A lot of of people have yet, I think, to understand and, and maybe connect the dots of why growth track is important. Growth track is a process. It's a series of steps to help you as an individual, as a couple, or even as a family begin the spiritual journey that God has for you and to ultimately discover the greater purpose that God has for you. A lot of people want that they don't know how to achieve that that's why we have growth track so today is step two and here's what we'll do we will walk you through the specific spiritual shape the divine shape that God created you and molded you with you say, what do you mean well the S stands for spiritual gifts as a follower of Jesus listen you have spiritual gifts that God has placed inside of you most followers of Jesus Christ Do not know what their spiritual gifts are. We'll help you understand that today. The H stands for your heart. You see, most people have a hard time finding their purpose. And the reason why they have a hard time finding their purpose is because they've never discovered what's inside their heart. I believe one of the keys to finding your purpose is discovering your passion. Your passion is found, your purpose is found in your passion. So when you discover your passion, what your heart beats for, what gets you excited, what turns your crank, crank, what what lights your Christmas tree. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the thing that brings energy and fulfillment to your life, chances are, is what God has put inside of you as a desire, a passion. It's something that matters to you. You're burdened about it. It's something that brings great joy to your life. It's what's in your heart. The A stands for abilities. So there are certain abilities that God has given you to do what? To complement what's in your heart, to complement the gifts that God has given you, and There is a personality that's unique to you. Let me tell you something. Some of you, you could walk into a room and nobody would even know you're there because you're quiet, you're an introvert. Some of you, you walk into a room and everybody knows you're there. You're the life of the party. But at the end of the day, listen, God has uniquely wired us with our own personalities and temperaments. And then a step further, the E stands for experiences in life. So what happens is that our experiences in life, man, everything in our past Everything that's present in our lives, man, all the good, bad, ugly, everything in between, guess what, God takes all of that and he molds it and he he shapes it and he conforms it to fulfill the very purpose that he placed you on this earth to fulfill. And we want to help you discover that today. So as soon as we're done, I want to encourage you, man, the whole church goes across the the hallway today because we need that, which listen, you will never, ever, ever, do me a favor, trust me in this. If you will take those steps, just give me four Sundays this year of 2018. You say, well, I did that several years ago, and I still, you know, go back. Rediscover it. Stir up the gift, the Bible says, that God's placed inside of you. Fan the flames, the Bible says. And so today, let God begin a new work in you. And so the reason why it's so important that we align our lives with our purpose is so that we understand the fact, first and foremost, that we have a purpose. Number two because there's competition for our time and attention. Did you hear that? There's competition for our time and our attention. I'm gonna make a statement. Are you busy or are you effective? I think for a lot of us, including myself, I'll raise my hand here and I'm as guilty as anybody of confusing activity with accomplishment. But what happens is, is that we get busy, we can have the best of intentions, but we get busy chasing after all of these things that we say are important, but yet those things in and of themselves sabotage us or get us derailed, get us out of alignment with the very purpose that God has for our lives. Ecclesiastes says it this way, excuse me, Ecclesiastes 4, chapter 4, verse 6, better one handful with tranquility than two handfuls will toil and chasing after the wind we live in this culture today that is constantly selling us and trying to convince us that more is better we have a culture today in fact if you just watch tv the marketing and advertisers man listen they've got it down to the science they are constantly showing you and reminding you of all of the things that you don't have so as a result We got to have more. We got to have more. We got to do more. But God says, no, 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 no. Less is actually more. I mean, what good is two handfuls of all the stuff and the busyness of your lives when you're just trying to survive? You're just chasing after the wind. You're just wasting a lot of energy. You got a lot going on. But again, are you effective with your life? Are you on purpose in the way that you live? The third reason why it's so important that we realign our lives with God's purpose is because time is short. Time is short. And so today, can I just remind you? Look to your neighbor. Look at your neighbor. You ready for this? Look at him. Look at him. Say, you're not getting any younger. (laughs) Stating the obvious, aren't we? So you gotta understand that you know what? Time is short. Notice what the scripture says. The scripture says it this way in James 4.14. How do you know what your life is going to be like tomorrow? For what is your life? It's like a morning fog. It's 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 like here for a little while and then it's gone the next moment. I shared with uh the folks on Thursday, because it was our oldest daughter's birthday, and um and so you know, I posted a little thing and about her, uh, her, just I found a baby picture the day she was born. It was just like, wow, you know. And then, and then I posted a picture side by side, of, uh, right to the side of that, of um, her wedding day, which was just recently. And so the gap between the day she was born and the day she just got married. And, of course, it was her 22nd birthday on Thursday, and I was just thinking to myself, self, I'm getting old. Where in the world did time go? And, you know, I, today I embraced my other daughter, Ashlyn, who's on the highway right now as we speak, uh, heading to Virginia, going back to her um, school to, to start her spring semester of college, her sophomore year. And then my son Luke, you know, he's a junior in high school. and You know, before you know it, and those of you who are parents, you know exactly where I'm where I'm coming, it, it, it just, it happens, and it happens so quickly. Time is short, and so we've got to maximize each and every day. Why? Because, listen, God has a plan. And he has a purpose, and why waste the time? Why chase after so many things that compete with what God has in store for us? So we talked about the why, but can I just share with you something and they're just, uh, these are just some practical things I want to encourage you to jot down. Because here is how I believe we can realign our lives. We can, we can form these God habits and ultimately realign our lives so that we can stay on point, so we can fulfill our purpose. And the first thing is this, if you take a notes, and that is got to decide what is important. you got to decide what is important. And that's a, that's a big question because a lot of us think we know what's important. But at the end of the day, a lot of us, if we're not careful, we can allow our lives to be defined by not, but by, by really what, what's not important, but be defined by what's urgent. Because what happens is that all of these things that we think are important become really so consuming because they're, maybe something's just constantly screaming for our time and attention. There's all these urgent things that we have going on that really are obligations and responsibilities that we have to fulfill. But at the end of the day, no matter how much they scream, how urgent they might be, they may not be consistent with the most important things that God has for you. But only you can define what's important to you. And here's what I've learned. What I've learned is this. What's important is that if you're not careful, we can miss what's at the end. But God says, no, keep the end in mind. At some point, we're going to have to stand before him, and we have to give an account for our lives. And so we've got to stay on point. We've got to live life on purpose. And the only thing we can do is we, can, we, have to, we have to come to that place of deciding, hey, these are the non-negotiables for me. It's like Paul the Apostle said in Philippians 3. What did he say? He said, of all the things that I've done and all the things that I've tried, I've decided I've got to throw it all away." Because here's what he said in conclusion. He said, I threw it all away in order to gain Christ. For him, the single most important thing in his life was his relationship with Jesus Christ, the one who changed him. So you've got to decide what's important. Number two, you have to give calendar time to important things. You have to give calendar time to important things. Because we can talk all day long about what's important. We give lip service to it. But really, at the end of the day, what you truly value will be reflected on your calendar. So I like to say it this way. What gets written gets done. So write it down. Let those things be very clear to the whole family. These are the non-negotiables for us. These are the things that we as a family or, or we as a couple or Me as in a person, this is what is important to me, and we've got to put it on the calendar. We have to make calendar time for those things that are important. Psalm 90 verse 12 says it this way, teach us to number our days and recognize how few they truly are and help us to spend them as we should. So again, are we busy or are we effective? Let's put the things on the calendar that are going to allow us to be most effective in our lives, how we manage our time, how we spend time with one another, the things that we say are important to our lives. Number three is we have to eliminate the non-essentials. We have to eliminate the non-essentials. We went to uh, Texas over the uh, Christmas break, and um, we called ahead and said, Hey, what's the weather like? And they were saying, Oh man, it's supposed to be like really, really cold. It's gonna get down like into you know the, the high 20s, low 30s. And so we were confused here in Orlando, you know, like, okay, what do we pack? And so we're like doubling up on everything. Well, just in case we need to take some of these, Well, just in case we need to we need to have that. Well, I've been doing this drill for all of these years. It's always cold during that time of the year. And I've told, I told Michelle, I told the kids, I said, look. You need to get rid of half the stuff you're even thinking about taking because all we do is sit around in the same clothes for a whole week and we do a whole bunch of nothing. And if you get something dirty, you can let grandma wash your clothes because, you know what, we've learned over time that we don't even wear half the stuff that we take. And you know what? What I've come to find out the hard way is that it's true in life. There's so much that, honestly, that just weighs us down. And we say yes to all of these things, but are they really necessary? Notice what the Scripture says in Hebrews 12, verse 1. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let me tell you something. For some of us, we gotta, we got to let go of some of the non-essentials in our lives. I was... Um, sharing with uh, our 9 o'clock service a few moments ago about uh, one of our families at Rethink Life who um, has meant a lot to me just watching what God has done in and through their lives here in the last uh, year. And, and um, this particular family was one of these families who, um, they, were, they were all believers. They were attending a church, but they noticed something beginning to come unraveled in their family. And they noticed, the mom and dad noticed, that the kids, as they got older, became less interested and really, they became less engaged with the church. And therefore, spiritually speaking, the mom and the dad, they began to really get concerned. And so they said, you know what, we're going to stop doing a lot of things. We're, we're gonna we're gonna get back to the basis. We're, we're gonna we're gonna reprioritize some things because they even found themselves, you know, busy and doing a lot of different things. Well, once again, that was competing for the things that they said and really believed were most important to their family. Well, lo and behold, when we were having our kind of our pre-launch um, gatherings um, at Lake Nona High School before we launched our, our Lake Nona campus there. Uh, we actually met in the summer. We were meeting at the cafeteria, and what we were doing is we were actually just taking some of our core leaders through growth track and just you know going through some leadership training and development with the different teams. Well, this couple actually showed up and they, um, they thought they were coming to a worship service. Well lo and behold, they came to on that specific day, step two of growth track. And so they ended up completing, and Mom and dad completed all four classes. God began to stir within their hearts something that they believed their children needed to, to know and understand because of what they learned through going through growth track. So the mom and the dad they brought their son and their daughter back to growth track once again, and they as a family went through it together. So the mom and dad went back through it a second time along with their son and their daughter. Well what's incredible is that over the course of the time. God began to do a work in their family. God began to to spur within the heart of their son and their daughter a renewed sense of purpose. And so they have two children, they have a son and a daughter, and um, their son Gabe had just a, a musical talent and he didn't really have a place or a way to really share or use the artistic musical talents that he had. And so as a result of him discovering opportunities to flourish and to thrive, he began to discover his purpose, but most importantly, he started taking steps to begin using his purpose. Well, today, Gabe is playing drums for our church, helping lead in worship. Their daughter, Isabella, um, she was somewhat disconnected, and all of a sudden, she said, you know what? I, I, I want to establish some Christ-centered relationships with some peers, some girls my age. So she started a life group. And now she's become very instrumental with our mixed student ministry through the life groups and what God is doing through her and through a group of girls that is now flourishing in an incredible, incredible way. And guess what the mom and dad are doing? The mom and dad are actually doing the very thing that they are most passionate about and that is, that is helping, helping spiritually invest and build into people. Well, today, they're both now serving, Jeanette and Francisco, as our Lake Nona Life Group coaches and facilitators. And listen, the whole family has been rediscovered. From the standpoint of the purpose that God has for them. And they're making an incredible difference. And why am I saying that? Because they had to come to a place of saying, you know what? We're going to get rid of all the non-essentials. We're, we're going to put on the calendar to the things that matter. And these are the things that matter most to us. And as a result of getting single-minded, as a result of getting realigned with their purpose, now God is using them to make an incredible difference in the lives of people. Not just in our church, but throughout our community and that's what God can do God can do that he truly can he can do that to you and he can do that in you and through you and he can do it today and so the last thing I want to conclude with is this and that is we have to regularly take inventory we have to regularly take inventory I share Thursday night um, in my message about a book that I've kind of rekindled a little bit And it's called The One Thing Book. Uh, A guy by the name of Gary Keller, he's the um, co-founder and CEO of um, Keller Williams Real Estate Company. It's one of the largest real estate companies in the world. And he wrote a book called The One Thing. And he has The One Thing question that he's kind of centered everything around. And it goes like this. It says, what's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else is easier or unnecessary? Repeat that. What's the one thing I can do that such by doing it, everything else is easier or unnecessary? It goes on to say that what he does is he creates what he calls time blocks. And so what he does is he actually makes appointments with himself and he puts it on the calendar. And what he does when he has those time blocks, when he's just focused on His life he's asking that one thing question what is the one thing I can do by such doing it everything is either gonna be easier or going to be unnecessary and maybe that's what you need to do maybe you need to get alone that's why we're doing these 21 days of prayer and fasting so once again we can fix our attention on God so we can take inventory of what's going on in our hearts we can ask those questions is my life in proper alignment with God's purpose? Do I need a spiritual adjustment in my life? What is the one thing that perhaps I can start doing? And if I do this, maybe in my marriage, maybe at work, maybe in my relationships with my kids, what is the one thing that I can do And such by doing it is either going to make my life better, things are going to be easier, or potentially even be unnecessary? I believe if we will get realigned with our purpose, I really believe if we'll invite God into the process and we'll form these God habits that God wants to, to really become a reality in our hearts and lives. I'm, I'm convinced 2018 is going to be our best year yet. You believe that? I really believe that. And not only that, it's going to put, listen. It's going to put more joy in your heart. It's going to great give you a greater sense of fulfillment and satisfaction because you'll know that you're living your life with purpose and meaning. You'll know that, man, every day I'm 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 waking up and I know, listen, I know not only know who I am in Christ, but I know whose I am in Christ. And man, I'm living this day to bring honor and glory to God. And and imagine what would happen if our whole church embraced that. More importantly, imagine if not just we embraced it, but we started living it out. Imagine if the church of Jesus Christ. Imagine if Rethink of Life became known as a body of people, a group that's not, listen, it's not about the location, listen, it's not a building, it's about a people, it's about a body of believers. It's about a movement of people who are living their lives on purpose. I'm telling you, man, we're going to shine brighter. We're going to love better. We're going to make a difference for the glory of God. We're going to push back the gates of hell. Let me tell you something. We're going to advance the church, and we're going to win more and more people to Jesus because that's why God put us on this earth. And so listen, life's too short. Life's too short. Let's get back in alignment with God's purpose for our Let's bow our heads together in prayer.